Welcome to the Yogi MD podcast. It's Nadine, yoga teacher, health coach, and retired doctor, here to bring you and your body together, not in sickness, but in health. Thanks for taking this time for yourself. Hello, Susan. How are you today? I'm doing very well. How are you? I am doing fantastically well. Thank you for being on the podcast. I know you're a very busy person and you are so generous to share your time with me on the podcast. I'm honored. Well, thank you. I'm privileged to have the invitation and to work with you. Today I have Susan Grumbine. She is a licensed acupuncturist with Susan Acupuncture. Please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background and what you do. Well, first of all, I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on TV. (laughs) I am a board certified and fully licensed acupuncturist with a master's of degree in acupuncture from Midwest College of Oriental Medicine. Acupuncture itself is the insertion of tiny, sterile, individual use needles that are inserted into the body in very specific locations along what we call in traditional Chinese medicine, meridians, but if you were a Western practitioner, you would call them dermatomes or myotomes. There's a lot of crossover there. So when you insert these needles, they activate the channels. And in traditional Chinese medicine, we consider that to be moving the qi, moving the energy in your body from where it might be stuck and causing dis-ease or disorder to the places that the energy needs to go. So when you release those blocks of energy and the energy gets to where it needs to go, then you have relief, you have health, you have a sense of balance in your body. I am extremely curious about your path to get to acupuncture. You were a teacher before? I was a teacher. It was a very scenic path to becoming an acupuncturist. I like that, scenic path. It is. Uh, I actually started studying medicine when I was about nine or 10 years old. So (laughs) um, back at that time, we had a program on called The Body in Question, which is a British show that was the first I had seen that investigated the human body and the functioning of the human body. Um, In addition to that, I was just naturally very inquisitive and I thought, how wonderful, I'm going to cure the common cold, I'm going to (laughs) ease all of mankind's suffering, I'm I'm going to be a medical doctor. So you knew at a young age? Yes. So as I progressed through life and began taking more science classes, which I loved, um, and had some experiences in the medical community just as a recipient of care. And then when I actually went off to college with the intention of studying to become a medical doctor, I discovered that the practice of medicine was not what I wanted and it did not align with my values. You felt this way in college? I did. Um, So I continued, I I had a strong background in the sciences because of my desire to do pre-med and and study medicine, went on, ended up with a degree in sociology, um, but took that science information and became, uh, received a master's of arts in teaching 
science. So I was excited, loved my students, loved science, um, but over time, education itself was changing and my family's needs were changing. And the stress of teaching unrelated to students, unrelated to science itself, was such that I needed a change. And so possibly one of my great acts of self-care was that I changed from teaching science to acupuncture. Had always wanted to help people heal, did not feel that Western biomedicine um, was a great career path for me, but it turns out there's this amazing thing called traditional Chinese medicine or oriental medicine that allows you to use things other than medications, other than surgery, other types of therapies. So is that what you found unpalatable? Because you mentioned in the beginning that it wasn't aligning with your values. In Western medicine, even um, back in the 80s, I felt that there was a disconnect between the human being and the illness or the disease or um, the disorder. And I believed that by becoming a doctor, that meant that I was going to help people heal. And what it meant even 30 years ago was that I was going to write prescriptions for people and spend back then as little as 10 or 20 minutes with the person and really not be part of the healing process. I was going to prescribe medications and be an automaton and not even through the educational process of Western medicine, be able to nurture or care for my family as I saw it. And you felt this way based on personal experiences yes. with visiting? Back when I was uh, very young, um, we had a country doctor, an old-fashioned country doctor, mm -hmm. where my grandmother lived. And he took your pulse, and he looked at your tongue, and he inquired about your family. And this was back in the early 70s, and so a small-town country doctor was my impression of what it meant to be a medical professional. Okay. And I am much more that type of healer as an acupuncturist than I ever would be allowed, than I ever would have been allowed to be as a Western medical doctor. Okay. So you were led to acupuncture. How did you find out about it? I started studying herbs um, back in grade school because my grandmother was a master gardener. And so she introduced the idea of, and I grew up with the idea of um, natural healing. We went to the medical doctors, we used antibiotics or medications as was necessary, but um, my grandmother was familiar with the uses of ordinary houseplants, ordinary <laughs> garden weeds, mm -hmm. and so she passed on that aspect of um, traditional Chinese medicine to me without knowing that's what it would become over time. Mm -hmm. um, the needles actually didn't come into my concept of healing until I was looking for a way to change careers, do something with healing that didn't require medication, and read about acupuncture as an adjunct to herbal therapies. The science of it, without ever having gotten acupuncture, made absolute sense to me. So I didn't actually have my first acupuncture treatment until I was 
signed up for and accepted into um, Pacific College of Oriental Medicine where I started. And that's a three to four year program, correct? Yes, it's a three to four year master's program that includes more than 350 hours of clinical internship mm -hmm. beyond the master's level coursework in science. But these were people who honestly cared. Mm. Oh, wow. I'm really happy you found that. Yes. It's, it's, but it really sounds like you allowed yourself the space to do that. And you really knew what you were looking for and where you would be nurtured so that you could do the work that you want to do and that you're meant to do. It was, I wish that it was that straightforward. I wish that I felt mm. confident uh, when I began. I know that coming from a family of um, overachievers that <laughs> it was fairly strange to my family. So here I have this nice stable science teaching. I was a science department chair. It was a, a decent income supporting my family. Where was and this high school, college level? I taught at the junior high level. Okay. And uh, I taught primarily biology and chemistry and worked with between 120 and 180 students every day. And, but it was very stable. It was very understandable. If you tell someone, I'm a science teacher, they know what you do. <laughs> To my family, who didn't have any experience with alternative medicine, um, I believe they thought I was becoming a witch doctor. <laughs> that <laughs> I was had very much lost my mind. That I was going to go through this phase where I was just going to, you know, it, it took a lot of persistence and it took a lot of people adjusting to my differing situation and. Um, people adjusting their attitudes, which included sending my family to holistic practitioners, sending my mother to an acupuncturist before I was licensed to practice. I don't know if I shared this story with you before, but the first time I went to get acupuncture, it was uh, several years ago, and I had had a shoulder injury. Saw the sign on the the door saying chiropractor and acupuncturist I almost turned around and left oh no yeah because it was what you've been speaking to it's this discomfort inferior in some ways I'll admit it I was a practicing physician right up until that time sure and I made myself go in there to see what it was like I forced myself to walk through that door it opened up my mind it helped I wanted to start demystifying my world good it's interesting to me because for me, it's very scientific. For people who see it from an uninformed perspective where they don't have a science background or a holistic health background of some sort, um, it seems very spiritual. And if you stick a needle somewhere in your body, something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. If a licensed, skilled practitioner does that, then something good is mm -hmm. going to happen. Mm -hmm. Experiencing is believing. Yes. Who are your main clients? My main clients are women. About 80% of my clients are women mm -hmm. um, between the ages of 35 and 80 years old. They are clients who, yes, there are people that come in because they have pain. They have back pain or neck pain, knee pain, 
headaches or migraines, but I also treat very effectively people with the onset of Parkinson's, people with multiple sclerosis, um, a client with traumatic brain injury, um, post-stroke rehabilitation, people with um, dysregulation of their cycle or people wanting help with fertility or IVF support. Uh, in vitro fertilization. In vitro mm -hmm. fertilization. Mm -hmm. And I also treat, usually secondarily, people will come in and say, well, you know, I'm really depressed or I'm dealing with this anxiety. I've mm -hmm. always had anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then the subsequent symptoms, which include things like insomnia and heart palpitations. Mm -hmm. So it's a very broad list of um, disorders or diseases that acupuncture is able to treat. In fact, initially, um, about 2003, the World Health Organization came up with a list of 30 or so maladies that were treated with acupuncture. Since that time, just in the past 10 to 15 years, the list has expanded to more than 120 identified by science and the World Health Organization disorders that are alleviated with the use of acupuncture. That's absolutely fascinating. I did not know that. Definitely acupuncture, East Asian medicine, and I would include yoga as one leg of that in terms of movement. Um, it is slow medicine. You will feel something immediately. Most people who come in for an acupuncture treatment leave and they are much more calm. They are very relaxed <laughs> and, and they've had some sort of relief, even if it's in terms of I'm not feeling so much anxiety or tension in my body and that part has been alleviated. Do you ever find that some of your clients are hesitant to come back because she thinks it is being selfish? Yes, uh, as women in particular, there is a sense that there are limited resources, limited time, limited mm -hmm. finances, mm -hmm. or limited priority of mm -hmm. finances, mm -hmm. and limiting beliefs about yourself. I have had women who literally tore the tendon of their hamstring off of the bone to which it attaches, but had to go home because they were caring for a sick relative in their home. Mm. and it's a very dangerous mindset. So this is a person who was refusing urgent medical attention and so she would also have a great deal of difficulty making herself a priority for the time and the money commitment of attending regular acupuncture sessions. And what about the other extreme, say, and I say other extreme, even though it's really not, a person who does feel anxious, who does feel depressed. Those are very real feelings to have, but, oh, I don't have time, it's a luxury. I, I'll be okay, I can, I can grin and bear this. First of all, we do the world a disservice by reclassifying or separating out mental illness 
from absolutely every other list of bazillions mm -hmm. of what we call physical illnesses. Mm -hmm. You cannot separate out mind, body, and soul. A depressive disorder or the, or the sense of depression, anxiety disorder or the sense of anxiety or generalized anxiety is a very real medical diagnosis. We make ourselves such low priorities that unless it's obvious, we don't take care of it ourselves. We are socially and culturally conditioned to avoid self-care and it's wrong and it's counterproductive. Mm -hmm. You're going to break down. Mm -hmm. You are going to not be able to care for others because you can't care for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, it's very frustrating. I suffer from this myself and, and I've learned firsthand that you have to care for yourself. So I just wanted to share a personal experience with self-care that I had recently um, on a Sunday night, I was having some heart palpitations and I had been under a great deal of stress, more so than usual. I was feeling really exhausted and um, I suddenly broke out in a sweat and it didn't seem like a hot flash, felt like a very cold, clammy sweat. And so some of, but not all of symptoms that people can see as being a heart attack in a woman. You know, I was nauseous, this extreme exhaustion. I, I went to bed, woke up the next morning, and I didn't feel completely better. And so I went into work and, and I actually treated a patient and I thought, this is ridiculous that if this were someone I loved and I love myself, I would ask them to go to the emergency room in case it is a heart attack. So I canceled my clients for the day went to the emergency room, said, I don't think I'm having a heart attack, but these are my symptoms. It could be a heart attack. And so I took the time, the energy, and put myself first. But in years past, I wouldn't have done that. I would have plowed through. I would have felt that I was not taking care of others as I should be, not taking care of my business and let it go. But it could have been a heart attack. What made you go? I would have told any of my clients to do the same. And I have value. I can't say it any better. Thank you for sharing that story. Thank we you. We really do need to be reminded that we need to take ourselves seriously. So thank you for taking care of yourself. What's an example of a moment where you really felt like you had an impact? You really helped. I, it was multi-level impact. I was treating an elderly woman who had peripheral neuropathy, which is for many people the sensation of tingling or numbness mm -hmm. or burning in their fingers and toes mm -hmm. related in this case to chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. She had begun to gain weight because she couldn't exercise. She had stopped cooking because of the discomfort of standing to cook. She had begun to lose her self-esteem because as an elderly woman, she was, not she was no longer able to take on her, what she saw as her role in the family. Mm. And after the first treatment, she slept a little bit better. So she had a little bit more energy. So she did a little bit more movement that day. The next treatment, she slept better, had a little more motion, felt up for doing a little bit of cooking. 
the next treatment she had all of those things but now she's cooking so she's eating more healthfully she's having more energy she's decreasing her pain now she feels as if her role in the family as the elder as the community mem member is being restored now her mood is vastly improved she's sleeping better less pain greater mobility the ability to do the daily activities of life mm -hmm. that she was missing out on and now she's walking and she's out amongst the community and she's able to interact socially and that's beautiful mm -hmm. that's ideal mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay wise woman uh -huh. <laughs> what does health mean to you what's important to me about health is that it is not the absence of illness you can actually have a dis-ease or a disorder and be healthy. Health involves, for me, the integration of mind, body, and soul. It's balance. It's, in science, it's homeostasis. It is the idea that you can use your body as the vessel it was intended to be to move about this world and have experiences. That's beautifully said. I am going to help everyone come find you. <laughs> Thank <Okay>? you. <laughs> so I will put your information, Suzanne Acupuncture in Crete, in the uh, show notes so that she can come take care of herself. She deserves it. Thank you so very much for being with me today. I can't tell you how much I appreciate this. Thank you so much for having me and letting me share. And now it's time for practical tips. Body tip, try walking in bare feet or socked feet in a room in your house where you feel secure so you can start to strengthen the muscles of your feet to improve your balance. Mind tip, go to your kitchen and take a look at any appliances that you haven't used in a long time. Do you need it? If you still want to keep it, try to figure out a new recipe or a new use for that appliance. Spirit tip, keep connecting with old and new friends alike. Thanks for being here. See you next time.